0: I use the saw to split the pelvis, and I use the gut hook to open up the cavity and the blade to start cutting all the stuff out, right? So, uh, it makes cleaning a deer very simple very easy and the the knife is sharp and uh, if you've ever had to gut a deer with a dull knife we all know how much that sucks so um take a look at the razor pro saw combo kit and uh, head on over to outdooredge.com and enter the discount code nation 30 that's nation 30 for 30 savings on your purchase
1: All right, y'all, here's the deal. Go Wild has partnered with us here at Southern Ground Hunting to make life a whole lot easier for you guys. So I get a lot of questions um, on social media, uh, on YouTube, and things like that about the gear that I use. We are extremely excited to announce that we're going to be working with Go Wild to make it easy for you to see a complete list of the gear that we use here at Southern Ground hunting. So all you have to do is you have to go download Go Wild. It's a free social media app um, and it's a community for hunters where I have put together a list of all of the gear that I use. All you have to do is look up Parker McDonald once you create your account. Go Wild is also just a fun place to hang out and chat with other hunters, other outdoorsmen. You can find tips and you can actually buy all of this gear through go wild and actually you can get a 10 percent discount if you use the code all lowercase all one word southern ground when you purchase there at go wild so join me hundreds of thousands of other hunters on go wild the download link is in the show notes and you can find it there again that's all lowercase all one word southern ground and that will save you 10 percent off of your gear purchases on the go wild hunting app southern ground hunting podcast is brought to you by spartan forge it's forged in combat and tailored for hunters spartan forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting planning and executing their hunts you can start your free 14 day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SouthernGround. That's all lowercase, all one word, SouthernGround at checkout. And that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. You wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, You can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now let's get to the show. All right. Well, Drew, welcome back. I know it's been a while. It's been a minute. In a minute,
2: but it's good to be back.
1: Um, not really on purpose. You were supposed to be co-hosting with us on the the public land hangout with yep. Wes and Jamie. Sorry, and I missed that.
2: I heard I've heard nothing but good things from there.
1: Dude, it was a blast. We had a good time. I think everybody who was there had a good time. Podcast was great. It um, was.
2: I know. I know. It's it's always difficult when you have a huge room like that and you're trying to get guys to talk talk into a mic and they just want to talk. But so yeah. the, so the audio. I mean it was really good considering but man the the knowledge and everything there was uh I, I enjoyed it. Went went back and listened to it and it was good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was I thought it turned out it turned out great. Lots of good information there. Um, <clears throat> but like you said, uh I think M- Michael Perry, we always are having to get him to like actually talk in his mic and yeah. talk louder. Nobody yeah. can hear what the guy has to say. I mean
2: and no one wants to hear what Michael Perry wants to say. He All he does is just kill Big Deer. So nobody wants to hear what he has yeah, to say. Yeah, nobody's
1: actually listening. No. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it, it turned out pretty cool. But we had that one. And then... Uh, uh, what did we do last week? Wait, that was that. That oh, was, it was last week. Yeah, it was. that was last week. All right. Um, my days... You know what happens whenever you, uh, you start working, you, you become self-employed, is you lose track of the everything days. runs together yeah yeah i don't yeah. even know is today today's wednesday right? today is wednesday yes i just get so like i get so lost like yesterday almost all day yesterday i felt like it was thursday for whatever <laughs> dumb reason i felt like yesterday was thursday and so i've just been struggling like especially so i went to north dakota last week yes um went up to north dakota for three days uh met greg ernie cam and uh those are the tethered guys and then um, the guy that owned the property that we're actually gonna be hunting. And uh dude this property's huge. It's like I know you told me it was like twelve thousand acres or yeah, something like that. So... I actually originally thought it was bigger than that, but twelve thousand acres in North Dakota. And the crazy thing is this dude um, that owns it, super nice guy. He uh, he told me or told me and Greg at one point that he didn't inherit any of that property like it was not family land. He bought all of it. He's just an entrepreneur. Like you look at him and he's a farmer. He looks like a farmer. He acts like a farmer, but what's going on inside his head <laughs> for making money is insane. Like yeah. he's he's a really smart guy, but so this huge piece of property um I was originally expecting like I was I was going to go hunt public land up there cuz you know, I mean, public land in North Dakota Mm. Is still pretty dang good, yeah. right? And uh, so Greg calls me one day. He's like, "Hey, why don't you just come hunt with us in the on our on our place that we're getting up there?" I was like, "Sweet, works for me." <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> works for me. Um, so I was actually able to get a, a round trip flight for like two hundred and seventy five bucks. Nice. The tag there is like two seventy. I think is what it ends up being all together. Yeah. So when you think about that.
2: So you're almost under five hundred bucks for yeah, going for travel literally across town. the na- across the nation. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
1: I mean, a guy a guy could go hunt public land for that. I mean, you got to get a rental truck and whatever, mm-hmm. but you can make it work and and potentially be under a grand. Yeah. To go on hunt, I mean it was is a really cool. I like it. Really cool uh, place, um, but kind of going into that. I wanted to take just a minute. We 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 usually have tons of time to be able to do this, mm-hmm. an episode like this. Uh, but it really just hasn't worked out. We've been so booked up and right. trying to make schedules work has been kind of tough. But we've always tried to do an episode where we just talk about our upcoming season mm-hmm. and some of our plans yep. going into it, and we get in a little bit of a little bit of tactic talk in that mm-hmm. as far as you know what we're going to be where we're going to be hunting what we plan on implementing yeah. there uh, maybe stuff that we've learned last year or something yeah. like that so um we were able to make it work this morning and like, uh, it. like yeah.
2: it like it hey did did you see in Arizona I know it's been a while what are your thoughts on that whole trail cam ban over in Arizona
1: <coughs> I don't know man i mean it's kind of it's kind of dumpy i think honestly yeah yeah. and and it, I mean obviously they're 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 uh, let me look it up real quick but i I would think that their intention in banning these trail cameras is has something to do with fairness fair chase yeah or something like that Here go. here's here's an article
2: yeah i'm I'm kind of on the fence with it honestly just in the sense of one I don't like government telling me what I can and can't do you know or like taking something from me. So, on that end, I'm like, I'm, I'm not about it. But on the other side of it, like, it's 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 not, uh, I know, Parker, we were talking earlier before you pressed record. It's not like these trail cameras are given CWD. You know, they're not emitting CWD. So, they're not, like, hurting the deer population. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, Well,
1: how many, like, I can think of more people who run trail cameras and don't kill a lot of deer. Right. Like, the, the it's quote-unquote... So, here's what they say, okay? Here's Mm. what Arizona says, or this article anyways. I don't know that's necessarily the state of Arizona. Um, One of the main reasons for banning of trail cameras is because they violate the fair chase doctrine, which pays respect to the traditions of hunting and angling by emphasizing the development of an individual's skills rather than reliance on practices or technologies that overwhelm the quarry's ability to elude detection or take. Yeah. According to the Arizona Game and Fish Department, what, uh website yeah um, the also determined that trail cameras do not respect natural resources other hunters landowners wildlife northern North American model of wildlife conservation a set of principles used by the United States in governing conservation efforts so North American model of wildlife conservation and I, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to like try to Act like I completely know what I'm talking about because I don't. Mm. Um, but I would imagine that's kind of a dated thing. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, whenever that was developed, there probably wasn't trail cameras. Right. You know what I mean. Right. So, so I, 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 basically, my point is, I don't think that trail cameras really aid in the killing of that deer. No. It it, it doesn't. I mean. No. It, it, it can, it, I that was stupid because it can, you can start well, getting not, a pattern, not,
2: not in the killing of it, in the locating of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but just cause you, I mean, and, and all of us that have trail cams, even if they're not like, you know, like the cell cams, you know, we've, we've all had a big deer on camera and, yeah. and, and some of us have just gotten married to the camera. I know I was, I am that person and, and can still get that way where. Dude, you see a big deer, you're just like, oh, man, I'm going to sit here. Yeah, I got one picture of him in, like, two years, you know? <laughs> and so instead of using the camera going, okay, where is he coming from? And then, so, but you also still got to set up, still got to execute the shot. You still got to have a lot of things go in your favor to actually harvest the animal, you know? And so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of on the fence with it in in the sense of, um, like, I can understand the fair chase part of it to an extent. I'll also say this, though. I still plan to go out and buy trail cameras, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know. Um, um, I just it, it, it was just an interesting um, um, update that happened with all that. But once again, I'm not a fan of someone telling me, you know, especially the government saying this is what you can and can't do types type stuff.
1: I think, I think if it was if it was limited to cell cameras, I would even understand it a little bit more mm-hmm. because cell cameras can be used in the killing of an animal. right? You know what I mean? If right. you've, especially if you're a rifle hunter, um, right. if you've got a gun and you're on the property and you get a picture, out of of people who mm-hmm. will try to walk up over there. If they get a picture of a deer and try to kill it right there. Right. So, I mean, I even understand that somewhat. Um, but at the same time, the tag's a tag, right? Like, if somebody's you, paid, somebody paid the money for that for that tag, and they're legally hunting, the state should have an at least a if 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 there's if the population is good enough, if the deer population mm-hmm. is good enough to uh, to sell a certain number of tags, and the tag's the tag, right? You know what I mean? Which so, which
2: I think the tag does more for conservation than than a. Trail camera does. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just then, then the
1: then the banning of a trail camera does right. for talk, conservation. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. I think it's dumb. I mean, honestly, if I just had to put something on it, I think it's really dumb. hmm And um uncalled for and I don't know all of the specifics about it. I don't use trail cameras very much either. Mm-hmm. Like to me, um, I kinda like the element of surprise. Right. And, and figuring out deer and if i had if i had to put i'd have to have so many cameras Mm -hmm. to get a camera in all the places that i want to hunt you know what i mean um i could definitely see the advantage or me or the the yeah the advantage of using one in certain situations or in in a lot of situations a lot of people love them Mm -hmm. but i I guess to get at my point that i was talking about earlier i know more people like how many times you've been sitting on alabama deer hunter Facebook page, and you see all these pictures of big deer on camera, and, the, and nobody's killing them. Right. Because you you still have to know how to... Right. How to, <laughs> how to, how to kill them. How to hunt. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and most people, I mean, what, what, there's, there's a statistic somewhere that's a, a certain percentage of people kill one deer a season mm-hmm. of hunters. Even smaller percentage right. kills...
2: Two Two, smaller, yeah,
1: yeah. So you kind of like there's a very small population of people of hunters that are killing more than one deer, yeah, you know, yeah. And like it, the same would be could be said for bucks, yeah, you know, I just don't think those people. I just thought
2: we 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 haven't touched on it on the podcast just because, like you said, our schedules have been so here, there, and everywhere, and
1: um, yeah, because this isn't this isn't
2: this isn't new. new,
1: it's uh. I think it's new this summer. This was written yeah. June twenty sixth. Yeah. So, um, it was. It's summer news, but not not anything, you know, super new. Most people probably heard about it by now. Overall, I think it's dumb. Uh, I am. I would love to know what the people of Arizona think about now, it. That's
2: that's that's my thought too. Is, I mean, because they're, they're the ones affected by it. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: And their their hunting style is different than ours as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more um, brush country. I've only area. I've only been
2: there one time, but I I, I went to Phoenix um, one time, and there's not a whole lot of trees there. No, it's
1: right. it's which in the, I, I'm guessing they don't have a lot of white tails. They've got coos deer,
2: probably some mule deer,
1: cows deer, or however you want to say. Yeah, it. cows coos coos whatever. Coos. Coes. cows, Cows. Let's call them cow steer. Cow steer. That sounds better. Um. But they got elk there. Javelina. Probably muleys. Maybe some type of bighorns or something.
2: Probably. Yeah, probably. So, so all
1: these things, like, I don't know. It just seems, I don't know much about the, the cow steer, coos deer. I don't know how they... I, I've watched a lot of people hunt them on videos, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to be like a... like like a home range type deer. You know, they're they're a lot more like mule deer spread out, yeah. you know, yeah. and... They're
2: a lot more finicky from what I've seen in videos on yeah. the hunt, so...
1: And I haven't seen a lot of people hunting them, like, over... like, in spots. No. You know what I mean? Like, in a blind or... Yeah. Like, most people are out glassing. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. I, maybe... Maybe that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what people do on YouTube. But really, people there are hunting yeah. them like we hunt whitetails. Yeah, but which I think they're 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 a type of subspecies mm-hmm. of whitetail, yeah. right? They're they're like a like kind of the same thing as like a key deer, deer in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so
2: that's what I think. I mean, from all my vast knowledge of biology in tenth grade.
1: So speaking of trail cameras, uh, we hung. Like 13 or 14 trail cameras, cell mm-hmm. cameras in North Dakota, and so I'm on a, a group chat with these guys, and
2: <laughs> he's blowing up. <laughs> Ernie just
1: Ernie just sent another picture of a of a little eight point, but the thing about these deer is their bodies are so freaking big, yeah, that you can't really tell how big the antlers are because you look at it and you're like, oh, that's probably a 80 inch deer, 90 inch deer, but really, um, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's not <laughs> it really it's probably like a, a 115 inch. yeah deer.
2: we're not we're not used to seeing the body uh uh-uh. size down here no it's it's kind of ridiculous i mean at least the consistent body size uh-huh. you know what i'm saying so
1: so all right drew so we're starting hunting next weekend
2: i'm telling you man i'm it's almost like hard to believe mm-hmm. every every year though the last two years or three years um with this tennessee velvet man i you just can't, you just can't believe it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up and shooting my bow, getting it all dialed in, getting it ready to go. Um, Same. And uh, I know, man, you've been shooting. I mean, you cut your finger.
1: I cut my finger open, dude. There's like a little flap on my I finger know, right man. there, and it's in a really inconvenient spot. Yes, it is. I was trying to, I was trying to uh, read my kids a book before bed last night, and I flipped <laughs> yes. the page and it would just catch on it, catch on oh, it and woof. tear it right open. Woof. I got blood on their book. Oh,
2: I love it. I love um, it. I love it. So, so we're, we're going to start and. Starting in Tennessee um, with the Velvet Hunt. Um, I got a little spot not far from here, um, little forty acre private piece that I can I can go hunt. And then, man, uh,
1: what's your arrow setup? What's your what's your weight <laughs> this year? Four thousand grains. No,
2: I'm actually keeping. It's it's funny. Um, I'm keeping my same arrow weight, eight hundred and seventy. Jesus. But I went <laughs> to a sixty pound bow this year, and so I was shooting. A seventy pound bow last year, went a sixty pound this year, <clears throat> and I mean I can almost outrun it on uh, on some shots, you know. So um, it's it it's, it's awesome. You, but, took, you just
1: took it to the extreme, like you I did. You you were one of those. What's your FOC? You know, like I think thirty five.
2: I think it's right around thirty. Yeah, Jeez, dude, I think that's insane. Um and um yeah man I I don't know I I just i'm 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 not one of those guys just to kind of ease into something I'm either like full out or full in you know what I'm saying and so mm-hmm. when I went down the heavy arrow deal people were like, yeah five hundred fifty I'm like okay cool I was like if five fiftys good then it' eight seventy better you know and so um so yeah
1: I, you just made a lot of people mad that listen to this. you just pissed them off real I didn't good. piss them off I'm just saying <laughs> if if if
2: five fifty is good then eight seventy better you know and um and and so I was out actually out shooting with the guy um at the range and actually it was two young high school kids and uh they walked in they had they were target shooters and you could tell i mean they had i mean really nice bows and everything and they were they were on man they were they were um, 10 ring and 12 ring just about everything and so i'd set my bow down and i walked away for just a second and that one of them picked up my arrow and they didn't know i was like watching them and they picked up, and they went, oh, my God. You know, like, they were, <laughs> and so I, like, walked up, and they were like, is this yours? I like, yeah. They like, well, how much How much does that thing weigh? I'm like, well, a broadhead weighs 300 grains. And they're like, that almost weighs more than my whole arrow, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, but I had great success with it last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on with it this year. And I also picked up a trad bow this year, too. And so I've been practicing out in the yard with it.
1: Sweet. I know uh... – your you, your typical shooting is do you are you like an under 25
2: yeah i i've never i've never shot at a deer over 25 yards like my my furthest archery shot's been 25 and um and so now um and with the setup i got now if he's at 35 and he's and he, he and he's on alert i'm probably not going to take that shot Mm-hmm. Just because of my arrow setup, and you know, some people might be like, "Well, you know, that, that limits you or whatever." And there, and there are guys that shoot shoot at deer thirty five yards consistently. I know down here, at least with the way that we hunt and how thick it is down here, I don't have a whole lot of thirty five yard shots or shot opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so, I just went with a uh, heavy arrow setup last year, and it worked really well. I put uh, three does on the ground; I never knew what hit them. Went through both shoulders and. Out to the other side and stuck in the ground. You know, mm-hmm. so like, I'm
1: well, it definitely, I'm happy it, with it. It definitely is proven. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that there are issues, I think, with trajectory and mm-hmm. your, you know, those longer shots. At 20 yards, though, I mean, 20 yards is 20 yards. Yeah, it's, like and hitting the,
2: with, it's like hitting them with an axe.
1: And the, and the majority of shots are even closer than 20, 20 yards a lot. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of times. Mo- most of my shots have been closer than 20. I have taken some longer shots. My furthest shot that I killed a deer, uh, that I hit the deer was thirty six yards. That was last year. Yeah. Um. Then I killed him. He piled up quick. Yeah. And just sliced through him like dank butter. Yeah. I watched that video again yesterday. So I put out another uh, a new video, kind of recap and just highlights of the season from last year and so i was watching some of that old footage and i watched that one which that that footage isn't great because uh i wasn't zoomed in on him Mm -hmm. um and i thought i actually i thought i was and i just wasn't uh zoomed in on him so i had to it's real grainy yeah because i just blew up the the footage but yeah um i mean you can see that arrow it just (laughs) <laughs> you know and just when it hits him you know we're used to you're used to that slap yeah. sound especially he was quarter two. I shot him like right in front of the shoulder it exited behind the opposite shoulder perfect shot actually mm-hmm. um, but we're used to like especially on that type of shot like a whack you know like yep. it's slapping because the mechanical head when it opens up it slaps basically yeah. and uh, this one just was like
2: yeah, it's 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 a thump. It, it, it's, it's not a thwack. It's a thump. It
1: was just, and it, and you see the arrow come out the other yeah. side, and it's just when I went up to it, dude, covered in blood, the deer was dead in sixty yards, I think is how far he ran, yeah. maybe,
2: yeah, uh,
1: probably as a crow flies less than that, but yeah, um,
2: I know, man, that that video got me jacked up for this season, dude. Like, I I I, I had made a comment, too. um, um, on Instagram or 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 Facebook, because uh, Midwest Whitetail decided to dump all their season, which yeah. I, I can appreciate, you yeah. know, because, um, you know. That's like, ne- that's like a new series <laughs> coming out on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and so I was like, I, I made a comment. I'm like, man, these videos get me jacked up to fling an era. And, dude, that's happening potentially next week. Yeah. You know? And so, oh, man. So are you going back to the same area this year, or, uh, or are you going to try something different?
1: I'm changing some stuff, so. Uh, like I said, last year, um, if anybody has been was following Southern Ground last year, watched the video from the Velvet Hunt last year, we kind of got screwed over by the state, it, sort of. And it Mother ended Nature. Up, yeah, and Mother Nature, <laughs> but but the state <clears> really <throat> messed me up. So I went and scouted a a place, um, called Tennessee, called the headquarters for this specific area, and. I was like, I was like, just just making sure that right. I can go hunt it, and every single time, absolutely, absolutely, you can go hunt. I'm like, so if I get if I'm out in a bean field, shooting deer in a bean field in August in this area, I'm not gonna be in trouble for it, right? And they're like, no, that's you, you're there. So I scouted this area three times, I think. Drove, mm-hmm. drove out there, wasn't a quick trip, you know. I yeah. mean, it was four hours one way to get there scouted it was really confident in what i'd found very confident like like real confident like Mm. i'd have killed a deer yeah (laughs) you know like i i I, there was no doubt that i was gonna have opportunity to kill deer well two days before the hunt state put out a thing that had all the places you could hunt or whatever and it was that place wasn't on it called them they're like oh yeah we couldn't get it It approved in time well (laughs) <laughs> all my scouting just goes out the window. We have right. to make a last minute call. Worked out great for Adam Cruz. Killed they, a giant. Killed man. a giant on the first day out there. That was awesome. In a tornado. In a yeah. In a yeah. Tornado warnings. Hurricane Laura coming through and all that worked out great. This year, uh, I am definitely changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten a lot of comments. People reaching out about that area. People mm-hmm. who hunt that area where he killed that deer and. Probably a lot of it is people just trying to get people out of their areas. But even the game warden there said he was like, dude, he's like, That's a that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. He's like those that deer that caliber of deer does not exist often out right. here. Like you you guys just did something that doesn't happen yeah. here. And most people who reached out to me have said the exact same thing. And honestly, me and Jonah scouted that whole just a bit, like a ton of that WMA, and we didn't find hardly anything good. Right. Like it was, it was not great. Yeah. You know. And so uh, probably yeah, not going to go back you. there. Uh, my buddy Taylor Philpot, mm-hmm. he uh, he went up to a couple areas, um, and we're going to be hunting together. He went up last week while I was in North Dakota. He mm-hmm. went up and scouted some we're gonna be hunting together and we've actually got some pretty cool uh ideas (laughs) like some water access ideas uh what we can assume is that pressure is going to be worse this year than it ever has been because the more content that gets created about this hunt the more people are like well i want to go do that you know and
2: and the more people that have podcasts like what we're having right now mm -hmm. you know talk about it what um it's the the word has gotten out and it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's not easy though, and I think that's yeah, the no. I think that's the misconception for people is they they see the content that's like, oh big bucks running around everywhere, and it, but it's just not that way. It's not easy hunting. You still are, yeah, having to work, and and, and it's figure it out. And, and it's,
2: normally it's stupid hot. It's
1: hot. Like, I was telling uh I was who was I talking to, um. Oh, it was, I was talking to Taylor, the other day, and uh, he was talking about like you know we could, it's a long walk. We could walk back here in this area. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough. It's thick. It's long. It's a long ways, but we could get there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, and I asked him, I was like, have you ever done an early season like, like the early season hunt anywhere, any type of velvet deer hunt or anything, Kentucky? And he was like, no, I haven't. I was like, well, I'm just gonna tell you, it's not fun, like. It's hard.
2: Yeah, you need to bring your tick spray and your yes. snake guards. And, yeah. um I mean, it's, it, so it's definitely not, but it is, I mean, it is a really cool opportunity. And, and, um, you yeah, know, you
1: get to kill, a, you get to chase a deer.
2: I think it's in a cool model South. if, if other states will look at it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, because it, it, it's just three days. That's, that's all it is. You know, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, um, and so it's, it, it's not going to do anything but put more money into the, to the state's pocket, which helps conservation efforts.
1: And and really, when you think about it, um, like like we said earlier, a tag's a tag. So this goes against your buck tag in yeah in Tennessee. Yeah, the only thing in Tennessee is if you kill a deer in Tennessee that has CWD, then you don't have to use that tag. They give you they issue right. you another tag yeah. if it's positive for CWD. Right, right. So I mean, that's that's one thing, but um, but a tags a tag for the most part out there. Mm-hmm. You go out there and kill a buck in velvet. That goes against your tags. Yeah. For gotcha for the year, so you're really not losing anything. Um, right. A tag in Tennessee is 320 bucks, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's not cheap. No. Either. No. So.
2: But it's it's a pretty good tag though. Like like you can kill you can kill uh, I think a couple bucks and kill. It just depends on where you're at and say Tennessee. You kill up three three a day. Three does a day. Three does a day. And um and then on some, public land um, with a rifle. Yeah.
1: You can kill three does a day. God on,
2: bless Tennessee. It's amazing. I, I mean, mean it really you know. is cool.
1: So you've got that, you've got turkeys, you get your turkey yep. license at the same time. Yep. Um just a cool all around state. I love the state of Tennessee for the most part. It's a kind of a sportsman's paradise. Yeah. Um
2: so we're starting in Tennessee.
1: Starting Tennessee.
2: And then you're gonna be when it when's when when's the Dakota hunts?
1: I leave. 2 days after i get back from really? Tennessee, Yes. Okay. So, um praise the lord for self-employment, you know? <laughs> like i'm i'm truly like loving this part of it.
2: Guys, you're going to see a lot more hunting content from barker this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, or or you you may not, it just depends on how the self-employment goes. So
1: so one thing i've learned about self-employment is that um You'll do a lot of you'll sacrifice a lot of things to be able to right put food on the table because now food on the table is my responsibility completely one hundred percent I can't depend on a, a steady paycheck from anything right. I have to work for it so right. uh, the thing I'm noticing is like my kind of a mind mindset shift mm-hmm. in that I'm I'm like man I really I really would love to go up to Tennessee and scout but I really need to do this job <laughs> you know and so. Uh, you kind of have to adult for a little bit. And, yeah.
2: But you've and been putting that. out, the White Hawk Creative, man, has been putting out some incredible content. Oh, dude, I,
1: shameless plug. Anybody shameless who, plug. Anybody who needs uh, any type of website design, graphic design, um, video work, whatever, uh, look up whitehawkcreative.co.co. And, uh, it's been good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm staying super busy. Uh, this is pretty cool. Um, I actually... Am, uh I, I've got a really cool opportunity I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be able to share more about later but uh, just recently this, this week got a really cool opportunity to do some work for a very very influential influential yes uh, person that probably a lot of you uh, know I think on yeah. U- YouTube they have a YouTube channel and it's it's uh, not in the hunt community either, yeah which it's is not cool. it's not a hunting brand or anything. But it's a bit. It's big. It's yeah. like almost 10 million subscribers on YouTube, and I felt dumb because I had no idea who they were. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be awesome, man. So got that opportunity coming up, which is pretty cool. Been doing a lot of contracts, which is neat, and it's allowing me. I'm hustling right now, man. Trying to hustle mm-hmm. before season gets started. So once it gets here, I can.
2: So two days after go. Tennessee, you bounce. to... I,
1: the... Yeah, fly up to North Dakota and do that man. hunt, man. Um, All so. Right. That. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna be in Georgia.
1: Okay. I am. I, when does I, Georgia open?
2: Um, September fifteenth ish.
1: I think September fifteenth. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, the, but their rifle season in Georgia opens like October, something. Like yeah, it's it starts early.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, I I bought a tag last year, and one of the cool things about the state of Georgia is that the uh, tag is three hundred sixty five days. So it's not you know like Alabama you have to re up and it's a certain time period yeah. for the rest of the year. Well, in the state of Georgia, it's, it's it's not like that. And so my um my 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 license goes through first uh, of October, and so my brother lives over there. So we're gonna try. Um, I hunted some there last year and messed up on a doe on some public land over there, and so we're gonna um, I'm gonna try to do that early season. So early I'll, season,
1: Georgia's fun. Yeah. Um, and when I lived in Georgia, my big, that buck right there, mm-hmm. my biggest buck ever came out of Georgia. Yeah. And so did uh, that one right there, yeah. same season. And uh, there's just a, Georgia's a sleeper state, man, especially on the public land yeah. up there. Like, man, there's some good deer. It's, in it's Georgia. it's
2: some good deer. Uh, it's, it's real nice hardwoods. And I know there's certain parts of the state that are, Rough, you know, in terms of like hills and hollers and stuff like that, but I mean, overall, it's not too bad, you know, mm-hmm. from from a um, um, getting up and down type of perspective, you know. And so, yeah, it's not um, it's not the worst. I mean, it's not the worst. It,
1: it's 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 mountainous and yeah. it's it can be a little intimidating in spots, but yeah. it's not terrible. Yeah,
2: and the the spot that that we're at, my brother has a lease that connects to public, and you can only enter through that one gate, and so. Um, and 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 it's right on the lake, and it's it's a pretty sweet little setup that that I have over there. So hopefully we will get over there, and I'll I'll whack something over there too. And um um did you
1: learn anything last year about like obviously what we hunt here is is pretty hilly, mm-hmm. you know there's mountains and yeah not not mountains I would say but bluffs and right. I mean it's steep what we hunt here. You go to Georgia and it's a little bit more intense than what we have here Mm -hmm. in that northern Georgia area. Did you learn anything last year that you plan to try different this year?
2: No, um, because the way it's set up over there, it's there is a there's a big field on top where where they feed at night, and so it's it's kind of like classic, almost Midwest, like bed to feed type deal, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So there's a field up top where they feed in at night. I walked I, I walked the boundary of the um, uh, big crop field up there, and then it drops off into a draw that heads right into the lake, mm-hmm. and so there's drainages coming off of that. And so that's where I set up was in between those drainages, um, kind of like what we do here sometimes, you know. And so coming off of either coming off or coming to the crop field up top, coming down. So I kind of treated that crop field like we do cutovers here. Yeah, that, that's kind of the best way that I can describe it is using that crop field as a cutover because we, we don't, I mean, this, this thing was, it's, it, it's a, it's a private field. It's huge. And so we don't have, a, at least in our area, we don't have a whole lot of big, huge crop fields like that, right. you know, yeah but we have big, huge cutovers. And so, and which are, which
1: are full of food, which are
2: full of food. And so that's what I kind of used it as. And so, um, but, but also there and just talking with my brother and everything, um, there, even probably more so than here, acorns really matter there. Like I mean, it, it was pretty cool to see the amount of, of deer sign that started popping up when the acorns started dropping over there, and and so, um, um, so that was that was interesting. And so, um, lo- was really looking for feed trees, um, early on, and then hunting off of that bed to feed pattern there, and using the using the lake as a uh kind of as a pinch point for it too. So it was I'm I'm excited about getting over there. Georgia's a great tag too, man. You can kill a, a black bear with, with your tag. You can kill turkeys. You can kill I think it's two bucks and like three, five does. I mean it's it's a it's a great tag. I mean, especially for guys live in Tennessee, Alabama. Um now, we haven't talked about this. South Carolina's already started their season.
1: So it's Florida. Florida's already started South their season. South Florida.
2: I mean, like like the low country boys over there are like popping at stuff right now.
1: I've actually, we're so I'm recording this evening with uh, with some guys from South Florida mm-hmm. Everglades. Yeah, uh, and they've already started hunting.
2: I I saw where um the, um the, that that chasing tales podcast guy I don't, I don't know his name um um yeah. that that one dude he's 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 a ginger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, kind of lame. Yeah, um, he posted a guy a guy killed one um. Uh, Actually, a kid killed a, a four-point on a WMA, WMA there, and I, I thought I it was that. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and so
1: it's cool watching the watching the the deer pigs start to. It is come in. It,
2: it's it's cool when like you can tell there's genuine like that kid was joy, just my, joy, bro, <laughs> like, just straight up The fact
1: that they killed a buck. They're like, oh my gosh, and, this is amazing, and it,
2: it didn't matter the antler size. I love those pigs, man. The, the you know, like the ones I can't stand are like the ones that try to prop their deer up and extend their arm way out and try to make yeah. it all, you know, bigger and all that stuff and what it really is. And man, dude, if you, if you, if you want to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. You know. And so, but um, the thing
1: about that one that was weird is that uh, not weird, but just different is that the guy said he aged the deer at like four and a half. Yeah, or something.
2: four and a half, four point.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. They said the body size was just. Massive for the dude yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, like 150, 175 pounds or something like that. Yeah, four point. Um, yeah, which is which is pretty cool.
2: <laughs> it it is pretty cool. I, I don't. I mean, I, so shout out to the, you know, chase at chasing tails. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, for doing a great job on that. So.
1: so so we've got uh North Dakota, which speaking of terrain is way different than than what I'm doing. Than what I've I, I, I just want to see doing. some
2: landscape shots, bro. Like whenever you go out there, just like
1: it's just it's there's nothing, you know. It's I just know, but crops that, and cattails. It's
2: big country, man. And big sky.
1: Big huge <clears throat> country, like it's just cool. So that'll be neat.
2: So how are y'all going to hunt? So how are you going to use tactics out there, place you've never been, right? <laughs> never been. Never been. And and so um, and. And I understand it's it's private, and and so there's there there's things that you'll do there that yeah, um, and
1: I don't mind talking about it either. No, I don't mind people people will say what they want. Uh, I don't mind talking about it either, um, mostly because I don't really have anything to prove to anybody. We're like, talking about
2: the golden nuggets, yeah
1: the the golden yellow acorns, <laughs> yellow acorns. Um, so,
2: aka corn piles.
1: Yeah in in uh in North Dakota, it's legal debate on private land, mm-hmm. and so what we did is we prepped. A, a bunch of spots was cheap sticks put predator platforms it really makes life pretty great when the creators of the predator platforms um are hunting this place so we just took a pile of predators and hung them up for a hunter trail camera or a, a camera guy two of them with some cheap sticks threw them up there preset with the bait pile the corn pile yeah you know 15 yards away yeah um which is gonna be i mean i haven't done that in a while uh, i haven't hunted over corn jeez i mean i hunt over corn when i hunt with my dad in In texas Texas, but we i mean he's got feeders set up all over the place out there i'm trying to remember the last time i hunted it though it i don't think i got to hunt it at all last year i may not have got to hunt it the year before that
2: yeah but guys full full disclosure we don't we don't care yeah like if if you want to hunt over corn i hunt over corn when i when i'm when i'm on my club like, you've heard her say it a thousand times. If it's legal, do it. Like, yeah, you know, if you want to do it, my just don't thing, bash so, nobody.
1: So, my deal, I was talking to Greg you're, about you're, it.
2: You're going to get bashed, though. Oh, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll get, it's, it's going to happen. I'll get negative
1: yeah. comments on it, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Um, but I was talking to Greg about it, and uh, I was like, you know, it's just so far different from what I do normally. Because um, normally I'm trying to figure deer out on public land and blah, blah, blah. He was like, listen, he's like, You've got a full season of public land grinding, (laughs) working hard, being miserable that you get to look forward to. He was like, just take the easy one. And I was like, that's a good point, man. man. (laughs) That's a really good point. Like sometimes so I've I've maintained this opinion for a long time of uh like killing a deer in any situation, killing a deer is more fun than something else than almost anything else in any situation Mm -hmm. high fence hunting I, i don't can't afford it so i would i wouldn't do it if somebody invited me to go and hunt a high fence i might do it might not put a video up because it just wouldn't be worth dealing with people but regardless killing a deer and going out and hunting and and killing a deer shooting your bow whatever is still more fun than x I would rather go and kill a deer in almost every scenario mm-hmm. than go to Six Flags. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Six yeah. Flags is still fun. Yeah, I like yeah. going to Six Flags, but I would rather kill a deer. Yeah, you know, I like to hunt. Yeah, I like to do that. Also,
2: stuff. killing a deer is like, like you you don't kayak two miles just to go. You know what? I got a good workout in. Yeah, like you you know like I mean that's that's cool. It adds to the experience. Uh huh. You know, and and makes you want to come back for the next one. But like. Like, let's not get things twisted, guys. Like, we we enjoy killing deer, you yeah. know? And so, like I said, y'all, if as long as you don't have them strung up next, you know, like on the, uh, you know, pine yeah. tree,
1: you know? And the high fence thing would be, it would be a very specific type of high fence operation <clears throat> that I would want to go and hunt. But it does not change the fact that killing deer is fun. Shooting your bow into a target is fun, right? Yes. So shooting your, your not bow. Not cutting your finger, though. Yeah, not cutting your finger open, preferably. Um, so this is going to be a different kind of hunt. I'm going to put it up, put it on the channel. People are going to, some people might like it. Some people might not. I really don't care. I'm going to take the easy one. And I I say easy. It's still dependent on the deer, you know, like the deer have to get up and move. So, um, but I do have some ideas for it to, uh, maybe try to do something different than Mm -hmm. like the evenings are probably going to be. Set up in those preset spots, right? right. With a camera guy and right. and all that. But in the morning, so you're times, not going to be
2: self filming, or or will you? I,
1: I might be some. some yeah. uh, you know they have tethered has interns that are going to be there filming and all that stuff. But uh, so I might be self filming mm-hmm. some of it. I might have a camera guy for some of it. But in the mornings, typically people don't hunt like
0: the right.
1: spots. So I'm going to try ground game stuff. There's a lot of public land around it, and most of the public land is cattail marshes and that's where a lot of these deer live in they're living yeah. in those cattails and um so i might try some glassing type mm-hmm. strategy where i try to glass tips of antlers bedded up in those cattails and then yeah, work that, on doing a stalk
2: that is one thing i would love i because i mean here here in the south i know i know the the untamed fellas do it up there in west mm-hmm. virginia but their their land really lays out for that here yeah here it just doesn't. And so I would love to be able to add that to the toolbox. You know, you've
1: got, you can do a lot of the corn row, yeah. uh, style of hunting where you basically just move slowly through those rows of corn where a lot of the deer are living and bedding yeah. at. Yeah. So I'm going to try some things hey, that, that are going to be a little like more hardcore, but, um, likely the deer that I kill is going to be like, I'll probably mess up a lot of opportunities doing this spot and stock ground stuff, Yeah. but it would be cool. It'd, yeah. That'd you know, be, that'd be fun. I, I, I would definitely get more enjoyment out of that than than shooting one over a, a, a bait pile. But yeah, at the end of the day, I really don't care. So that's my that's then I've got then you'll be in you'll be in Georgia mm-hmm. the that second part of September. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything planned unless I go up for the opener of Tennessee um, mm-hmm. and hunt public somewhere in Tennessee, which I've done that the last couple of years. So I might do it again if I can. But I've got my anniversary is September twenty second, so it really, yeah, like, I really try to yeah not do anything because once October gets here, October first, Alabama opens.
2: Alabama opens.
1: So we'll both be doing Alabama. I'm to sure. The grind then. Yep. After that, um, October twenty third, I've got Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a good trip. Yeah, it's going to be a really good trip. Yeah. Um, the way that this is working is my wife has given me, the, she's given me permission, which is pretty great. She's a saint, um, because a lot of women wouldn't do this, <laughs> uh, but she she said that it was okay for me to go. So I have that I have that on the Kentucky trip, October twenty third through the 29th, I think is the mm-hmm. technical yeah. dates of that trip, and then um, I'm doing a hunt with Spartan Forge. In Pennsylvania on November the 11th, I think. So, I I, I was just talking to my wife. I was like, man, I'm going to have to go up, then come back home, Mm. then drive all the way back up a week later to go and hunt uh, Pennsylvania. And I was just kind of talking through it. And I was like, or I could hunt and then just hunt somewhere else for a week. (laughs) And then hunt again. And and then hunt hunt again again. up in in, – Pennsylvania. PA. And uh, she was like, Okay. Wait, really? <laughs>
2: and then you have to decide as a husband, you're like, what kind of okay is that? Is yeah. That is, like that, a, is that i like I'm okay? fine?
1: Is that I'm fine or <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, so I've I've like continuously since that that day been like, Are you sure? Like, are you positive that this is okay? Yes, it'd be great. It'd be great. Go out and have fun. Like Okay. Okay. Are you, sure? are you positive? And every day, are you sure I can go? Yeah. Like, is that still okay? Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be great. So either, either she's gonna be gone when I get back, or
2: like gone to like to her parents or something. Not yeah. like not like gone. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's like I'm gonna go take a week too. You know? Yeah. That,
1: that's what I mean. Like she <laughs> she might be gone like on vacation. Right. When I get back or something. But anyway, um. So I'm here's my plan. Okay. And.
2: So it, that's that's kind of that's that's the first rutcation.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's the the I guess you'd call it Midwest. No, my plan is to do Kentucky until I kill. Right. Until I'm successful here. I'm gonna Which could be early. It could be quick or it could take a long time. Yeah. It was fairly quick last year, uh, on the rut hunt. Um, I think I killed on day three or so. Yeah. Um after scouting for pretty much two days. Yeah. I went in and was able to kill a deer, a good one. Um, I'm going to start off in that spot. I'm not going to scout. Right. I'm going to go there to that spot, set up, and scout Cause that it, whole area.
2: Because, guys, if you haven't watched that video, go back and watch it. There's Parker kills and then videos another big deer, two big deer. Two other like, ones within 20 minutes. Yeah, so, so it,
1: was, it was hot last year. It was hot. That spot was hot last year. The terrain lays out well. Um I have had to deal with people on YouTube who watch the video, and it 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 really is annoying how forward people are about. I'm gonna go there and hunt that spot. I know exactly where it's at. I'm gonna go hunt it. It's like, okay, Okay. you're you're lame. (laughs) If you can't go, if you can't go to Kentucky in the rut and find a buck somewhere. Like
2: or sit in a travel corridor? <laughs> yeah, maybe just don't go.
1: Anyways, but so I'm sure I'll have to deal with some of that and you know find another area or something. But uh, so I plan to be there and then go to either Ohio or Indiana next after that. If I kill early in Kentucky and I'm, I'm able to be successful, um, I'm kind of not taking no for an answer in Kentucky this year. So. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay there. I have until November the 11th before I have to be in Pennsylvania. So mm. if it takes me till November the 11th to kill a buck in Kentucky, well, by, by God, I'm gonna stay there till November the 11th. Kentucky you know? up to
2: last year was your Achilles heel, you know, and so it was uh-huh. like, like your truck would break down, like you get Lyme disease or something, yeah. you know, like you know, a, a, a meteor would hit um, something. You it know? was,
1: it was rough. I'm hoping, you know, I'm I'm going back and uh, for the run. I'm not doing the early season hunt this year. Kentucky so um, after that Indiana uh, possibility of hunting with the dudes from the bow hunting League with Ben mm-hmm. and Matt that that's a That'll possibility cool. um, and I'll I'll pretty much do public land there then Ohio mm-hmm. or vice versa I might do Ohio first and go Indiana just depending on what how everything works out um, and then after that I've got Pennsylvania. And that's not really a hunt for me. It's a it's a veteran hunt, and yeah. uh, I'll be filming and that'd be cool. Going around with with one of the veterans that wins. That's the awesome, or whatever. And that's awesome. Uh, so that'd be cool. I might get to hunt some mm-hmm. if I get up there early. I mean, if everything works out, then I'll get to Pennsylvania before that hunt starts, and I'll hunt early. Right. Right. And and try to kill, you know, one before the before yeah. the the actual hunt. And then do you do you, you you talked about going up to Illinois? I talked.
2: Yeah, and that's that's still very much a possibility. It's it's and and um uh it's just, it's just weighing out if and when and how. Um that's that's an expensive tag. Um yeah. there, there ain't no way around it. I 550 mean, or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think when it's all said and done you are going to clear right around 500 bucks.
1: Did your wife know that? Yeah. That yeah. That's
2: That's yeah. good. And so um yeah, we I don't I don't keep anything from her. I might tell her two weeks later, but I don't keep anything from her. And so, um, uh, so, uh, no, but she, I went three years ago with a pastor friend of mine up there, and um, can can still we've we've talked about it going again, and so it's just ironing it all out. Um, I, I have a uh, church retreat the second week of October, so I might have to either go, you know, that late October or first of November. Type deal, um, but would like to start trying to go at least every couple of years out to the Midwest. You know, um, whether that be I- Illinois or um, uh, Indiana will also be awesome. I know, and, and Ohio's got a cheap tag for like Ohio. I think it's like one hundred and seventy-five bucks for I know for a buck tag in Ohio. I mean, so it's yeah, it's, it's not expensive. It's stupid affordable. You yeah, know? the thing about Illinois is that I would have a place to stay. Like I, I you know, I would. Um and so that would take care of lodging and and all that so we'll see hopefully I'll be able to get out there and make it happen so but that's if you if, saw the
1: biggest deer of your life in Illinois I did see the biggest deer in my
2: life on public land yeah. and it was like it was the first of November and I, I would love to say like there was a whole lot of tactics in it but I went in blind I mean I I, I looked at on X there was a sixty acre spot of public land um I drove to it I parked. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, There's a ridge. Let me just get right there. And so it, it was a ridge that ran all the way through it. So I'm like, maybe they'll use that coming back and forth. And when I got there and, and it got daylight, I could see that there was um, some thick stuff on top of it. And sure enough, they were using it. And I had a buck come up behind me and blow me. I didn't know what it was. I had three does come through. One of them was hot. And 30 minutes later, I see like a 140, um, 50 awesome. yards away. And I, I mean... I couldn't get him to stop save my life. I did everything <laughs> I could possibly do. And so that
1: would have been the one that was Yeah, I made an exception for my under twenty five. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean that one I would have aimed about three foot above its back and turned it loose, you know. And so uh, but no, I wouldn't have done that, y'all. I'm just joking. Um, maybe. Um and so uh but so yeah, there's there's some huge deer there, man. I mean I've body heard size. The,
1: the tag price is worth it.
2: Yeah, t- the tag prices are hefty. I mean, there is no way around it. You're gonna spend five hundred bucks on your deer tag if you're a non resident. And um you can get over the counter archery um there. Uh and then if you wanted to go shotgun, you can you can do that too. But that's you I don't think that's over the counter. That's 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 a draw just because that's pretty popular. Yeah. But it's also five hundred bucks. Yeah. And so um and that's what's great about like Tennessee and Georgia and stuff. like you don't have to buy two separate tags. For archery and gun, it's just you could one kill
1: of them. in Tennessee. You could, you could legally kill.
2: Patron state of shooting stuff.
1: So many deer. According to shooter, huh? I
2: said the, this is the, called the patron state of shooting stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, man, because yeah. you can, you, you can, can kill. I mean, a if you killed, deer. if
1: you killed your two bucks, plus three does every single day of that of that season in a lot of those places. I mean, I don't know how how long their season is. I know it's not short. October until... No, no, January, I think January first. Yeah, so yeah, do the math. That's a that's a. Let's just do the math. Like, let's
2: let's just do the math on like just you know normal guys you know that work a nine to five or a forty hour a week and they can hunt, they can hunt on the weekends. Weekend warriors, you know, and they they kill three three deer a weekend. You're you're Let's, look-
1: let's say let's say somebody, I want to do the math. I want to do the math on uh on days. So Okay. So their season opens in September or something, but let's just say it opens October 1st. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's just for the sake of math of math which
2: both of us are not good at.
1: Uh and let's say there's there's uh 30 days each month. There's 31 days plus let's just say there's 30
2: I'm telling you, Lowe's need to sell a bigger deep freeze for them guys. So, that's
1: 91 days, October, November, December, maybe, give or take.
2: 270 deer. No, 270, like 275-ish. Right? Was I off?
1: No. You're probably right. Let's see, 91 times 3, 273. Plus your two bucks. Plus your two bucks. So, 275 plus if you kill on one of the bonus buck hunts um, you get another buck tag like so so realistically you could kill 300 deer <laughs> because there's days in September yeah that you can hunt whoa <laughs> that's guess, a lot of deer man uh,
2: yeah, so that's a ton of deer
1: that's a lot of deer that's a ton of deer probably very few people are doing that but um i talked to an old guy at a boat ramp i was turkey hunting last year in tennessee and uh he was talking about his nephew or grandson or something. And I was like, Man, it seems like there's a lot of deer around here. He's like, Oh man. He said, My grandson I think it was grandson, he said, My grandson killed thirty five last year. And I was like, Good lord <laughs> You know, like
2: Miss Brown is down, literally. The, the dude almost passed up my my lifetime <laughs> number in one season.
1: Uh I mean, it's just
2: Tennessee's a great state, man.
1: Great state, and there's the deer numbers to support it. Really, I mean, there's yeah, and tons it, of and deer it, there.
2: and it's cool because you get you get a wide range of habitat habitat types too from east to west. Like it's you know it's it's just cool.
1: It's old, ten, old Tennessee boys gonna hate us. <laughs> yeah,
2: they are. They're gonna be like, y'all stay out of my state. Stay
1: out of here. <laughs> Adam Cruz is flipping out right now. He, he's in Georgia
2: it. now, isn't he? Uh uh-uh.
1: uh he's, he's he's in, in, he's in East. He's Tennessee. In east
2: Tennessee. Uh, Adam. Yeah, it's just Round, Adam
1: though. We're close to Georgia, but. Um all right, so moving forward we're we're running short on time after that, it's pretty much just Alabama Alabama man. yeah Alabama rut kicks in yep beginning of uh end of November beginning of December
2: yep I am changing it up this year okay when tell it me about comes it. to I kind of started it last year um staying out of the hot spots, you know what I'm saying and so and I finally got it to where I, I think I know on my club when when the rut is. And so, um, so I'm not going to hunt that at all unless I take my kids with me, you know, but, um, uh, I'm not going to hunt that at all until the rut. And so, uh, I'm pretty much going to go public or permission piece. I got, I got little spots. Like I got little five acre spots. People in my church be like, I was
1: talking to a guy the other day, uh, uh, dude that works at Vans, um, mm -hmm. younger, younger guy that works at Vans that lives around that area. Yeah.
2: Vans in Coleman, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, we were talking, he lives off that road. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I got, I got permission to hunt a five acre spot, like right next to his house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where you shot that doe and the mm-hmm. arrow hit a pontoon boat or yep. something like yep. that. Yep. Um, so we were talking about it and I was like, I got a buddy that hunts around there. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I went up to another property. I was like, he also has permission to hunt around here. I was like, do you know Drew Robbins? He was like, yeah, that joker's got permission to hunt all over the freaking place. <laughs> And yeah. uh,
2: it, and guys, it's just one of those things that uh, you know, people in our church um be like, Yeah, Pastor, you, you you I got does everywhere. Come come and I'm like, and listen, I ain't ever seen a doe that I ain't liked, you know. So <laughs> like um uh, so uh so I got I got little permission spots. So that's my plan. I'm gonna bounce around those little five acre or or the public pieces and I'm gonna save save the ones that are produced over the last couple of years for me. Till the moment that's you know there. Man, so, it's such
1: a good it's such a good practice to do that. Now it's hard. It takes a lot of it takes years of work and dialing in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still completely for going out and finding new areas. Yeah, like that's a thing. Right. But but I know. Typically, I know the spots that are going to produce. Right. And through using something like like Spartan Forge, for example. Right using that deer prediction stuff i mean it's accurate dude like it is it is spot on yeah you can find the times when those areas are going to be the best right now i know them right i know the the wind directions i know the weather now this is after what three or four years
2: of being there right yeah five yeah yeah so guys don't don't just think after one year you know there's so parker's saying there's Five years of intel gone into and it, and
1: last year was the first year that I could go in right and be confident with the right. with that decision. And if if somebody watched Southern Ground through the season last year, you can kind of see how that worked for me. Right, I, I hunted significantly less last year than I ever have. Um, but it was it was quality time. Yeah,
2: yeah it was the it was the same for me. Like I I mean I. I hunted a lot, less, and it, and this was during a pandemic where you, there was a lot of people out in the woods, uh-huh. more, more than what was normal. Um, and and so, but I also think on the flip side of that, though, too, Parker, is that hunting this way in the sense of staying out of your known hot spots, it actually frees you up to go discover new places. That's exactly what I do. You know, in, Always. in, in the sense of, like, looking at, like, a 40-acre public piece and going, I ain't hunted there, but I'm not going to go burn this spot, so why not just go in here, you and know?
1: It, dude, it's there's times... You gotta make educated choices. Right. You know, you can't just say, Here's forty acres, let's see what's there. Yeah. You gotta find the things that you know, right either you or there. I this is pretty typical for me, turkey season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in and that's when I'm gonna cover a lot of ground. Turkeys are turkeys and you know, there's habitat things with turkeys, right. but a lot of it you don't know until you go. So I check out a lot of property during turkey season and mark Always a lot of for stuff edges. for deer season. Yep. And when I go in um, When I go into an area, a lot of times you don't know anything. You don't know what the wind is going to be until the day of. Right. I kind of have an idea of when I want to, like, what conditions I want to go into one of my hot spots. Mm-hmm. And if it's not those conditions, I'm still going to hunt. Right. Like I, if i got a day to hunt, I'm going to go hunt. Right. But I just might go somewhere else. You right. know, I'll go check out one of these places that I found during turkey season. Right. And, and try to hunt it try to figure it out and sometimes i've had times where i've killed deer on those first sits in an area Mm -hmm. but it's just got to be an educated educated decision you can't i wouldn't i wouldn't waste a day of hunting on an area that doesn't even that has nothing on the map that looks good right you know there very well might be something there right when you see it with your eyes that looks good but i'm just not going to burn a day that I have to hunt right. to go and take a guess. Right. I'll burn turkey hunts right. to do that because turkeys might still be there or right. in the area. So um, I've got a couple that I found this turkey season. I didn't hunt my. Uh, I didn't hunt my main deer area, mm-hmm. public area during turkey season much this year. I went somewhere else. Spent my time a lot more wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I found a few areas, and and there's just a I have loads of spots that I haven't been to from past yeah you know scouting past times and I I haven't uh deer hunted a lot of them so I've got plenty of spots I mean it it takes years to be able to to be able to kind of narrow everything down but in those years I mean this is good for anybody who's just getting started with the public land type stuff in those years I was still successful because I was making educated choices right you know I was going into spots right With, with an idea of what, what works. Right. You know, and so I still killed deer, still saw a lot of deer in these places. Last year, I was just able to say, I'm going to make the most out of these areas. Right. And I'm going to go into these hot spots, these like hot trees that I know are going to produce. And I'm just going to, I'm only going to go to them whenever the time's right. I think I hunted, um, two, two days Mm -hmm. with my rifle. Yeah. Like in the first day, I saw a good buck in a spot. Um, <clears throat> probably should have shot him. I didn't shoot him because I couldn't really tell mm-hmm. where he was at. Um, and then I got to looking at my rifle, and the barrel was pitted out <laughs> with the rust and stuff because the last time I used it was Hurricane Laura in Tennessee. So, um, and I just procrastinated cleaning it and just didn't clean it. And so the, I looked at the barrel and I was like, hmm, well, that's not good. So yeah. I went and bought a new rifle the next day then the next day I tagged out. Yeah. That's not because I'm so good. Right. Right. It's because I played last year really smart and and safe really in a lot of ways. I was aggressive it, when I needed to be it aggressive. It takes a
2: lot of discipline. That 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 was my thing because I was for for the longest time I was the guy that like I chose quantity over quality in mm-hmm. in, in the sense of like, man, I was going to go every afternoon, every afternoon. Well, there's There's, there's, that's cool if you can do that. But if you got spots, yeah. If you got spots, you can. But, but I just know for, for me, you know, with balance with three kids now, wife, work, all this stuff, that I want to maximize my time or not, not even my time. I want to maximize my opportunities to kill, you know. So that might mean that I might not go every afternoon during the week because I know, hey, on Friday, forecast wind is this or this cold front's here. And I know last year on the cold front I saw some deer in in this spot. So what I do is instead of going hunting, I might just go either go scout around which is driving around looking at some stuff or get on maps and actually not hunt
1: mm-hmm.
2: but then go kill on Friday or Saturday, you know? And um and so but it's it's hard man because just like you said, like if, if you got a if, if, if you got, you know, a couple hours in the afternoon and, and the conditions are right, sure, go hunt. But if the, if the conditions are not right, don't go hunt. You know, like, use your time spent somewhere else better. Yeah,
1: if you don't have the... If, if you're in, like, a situation like you and a lot of guys, kids, mm-hmm. family, work... Right. And it's more valuable for the times when it is right Yeah. for you to just stay home, yeah. that's, a, that's a no-brainer, I think. But if you have... A lot of areas that you want to go, go check man, out, go. go to them. Um, don't wait for the right conditions to go check out a spot no, unless no. you know.
2: I thought it was very interesting at the round table. Michael Perry's like, "Yeah, I don't care about the wind. I just go hunt." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I
1: mean, and you can't Jamie argue with success. That, yeah, like, Jamie I mean, says that uh, a lot of guys do. A lot,
2: a lot of guys that hunt around here that are successful.
1: They say just that. don't because because you can't. Like last year, so go if you go watch the video of me and my dad. Uh, my dad killed a spike spike buck. Probably one of my favorite hunts last it, year. It is my favorite. Just because, hunt like, last year.
2: that's how I like to hunt. Like, your dad was like three foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah. allowed to be three foot off the ground. You know, like I just I just loved it. It was your dad. Everything was, about it. Everything but, about it is awesome.
1: But one of the things that I said in it when on the day that we went in to hunt that spot, um, I say it to the camera on the video as soon as we got out of the boats. So I was like, you know, winds forecasted to not be good at all for this area, but this year the wind direction has been wrong every single time. So we're just gonna go. Yeah. We're just gonna go into this spot, throw a Hail Mary, we get there, wind's perfect. Yeah. And and a lot of it is the wind was probably forecasted right, but in those it hills and it, it does hills. it does yeah. all kinds of different stuff. So but our wind was money for yeah. that area. Um and so I think you you really have to You have to know what it does in that, how it swirls, how it does. I I tend to put more into thermal than anything. I think so. Because the majority of deer movement is going to happen right there early or late. Late. So your winds are going to be died down a little bit. Um, Thermals are going to come into play a whole lot more, unless it's just exceptionally windy that day. Which, if, if it's exceptionally windy, a lot of times it'll be more accurate because right. it won't swirl as bad because right. the wind is right is, is heavy. Um, but, I mean, you, you really have to – I use a lot of thermals. Now, during the rut – It don't matter. You know, I have – it does matter, I think, for me.
2: No. I, I,
1: I've been busted by a doe. I was about to shoot a really good buck two years ago. It's another fun hunt to watch because I ended up shooting a buck that day. Mm-hmm. I was about to shoot a big buck, um, and he was right behind a doe coming right at me from the top of the ridge. They were coming right at me, and I just caught a glimpse of his rack. I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And she somehow got a, got my wind, and she froze and booked it out of there. Yeah.
2: I don't know, man. I, I actually kind of like, and it's, it might sound a little bit d- different. I like a swirling wind during the rut because I just think that that means the scent's going, like, her scent is going everywhere. That's a good take. You know, and, and so, um, and, and too, like, you're, I mean, we've, we, we've all been there. Like, we've all been drawn, we've all been it down on a buck, and all of a sudden, like, you get that wind hitch in the back of the neck, you know, and it's like the one time all day, you know, and then it hits you in the back of the neck and the deer throws up his head and then he bounces and your hunt's over. And so I don't know, during during the rut, I think you can almost just there, there's I mean, yeah, there's there's tactics, definitely, but you can almost just get in a good travel corridor and just sit and you just know, and just let
1: The best thing about what we do with mobile hunting, and we'll we'll try to wrap it up pretty quick right here, but I think you're right. Um the best part about mobile hunting is a lot of areas you have the ability to set up in that area depending on the wind. Right.
2: You know, if, you can make your wind sometimes. Yeah, you can yeah.
1: you can set up for a shot opportunity, especially if you know what the deer typically do in that spot. Right. And through that area you can set up based on yeah. Based on that. Now it, it makes life a little bit more difficult when you've got ridges that do certain things. Mhm. That makes it difficult, or if you hunt a lot of property lines, which I do, right? Um, yeah. it, it's harder, but a lot of times you ca- you have setups for multiple wind directions, and I can't I can't think of any spot that I have that would just be only huntable on one wind direction. Like most of them, you you have options. Yeah,
2: yeah. How and to get there. I, I actually kind I always look for that too. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't want to pigeonhole myself in the sense of, like, okay, this has to – now, there's, there is there is one spot on my club where, where I killed that buck where it it has to be an east wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there ain't no other way around it, yeah. which is a very unique wind. We don't normally – you don't see a whole lot of east. But um, but the first east wind on a cold front that I get this year, I know where I'm going, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and so
1: – You have some things that you have to put into play, too, and I, I hate to even – this is a bigger – conversation early season it's different during the rut you know their bedding is different Mm -hmm. they're on their feet a lot more during the day and so you're not really having to key as much in on bedding areas and points and stuff like that early season though it's all a giant puzzle piece and you're trying to put all these things together and you've got a buck especially a a good one especially Mm -hmm. a mature deer is going to be is gonna be you're gonna be more hunting his core area if you want to kill him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so yeah. and so hunting in his core area is gonna be you have to be mindful of your wind. Mm-hmm. So what, where your wind direction is going, but you also have to be in be mindful of would he even be in this spot on this wind? So you have to set up for his wind, which
2: is which is why you hear like betting. a lot of guys on YouTube say. He's like off wind, like he's barely off wind. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because, because you do, and that's why early season's so difficult. And that's why a lot of the guys we've had on our podcast, like they're like, "Yeah, man, we just, we just, we just rut hunters." And like, because that's the best. We all know that's the best time to kill a deer, mm-hmm. you know. But I think the funnest time to kill a deer is in early season.
1: It's a hundred percent. I I couldn't disagree more um, with uh, uh, the guys in the in the panel last week. Uh, uh, I think it was Wes maybe that said if you kill a buck in the early season it's, it's then just it's luck. just all luck. Yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. Um and, and and not in a way that is disrespectful to him or any of those guys that do that. That's they're they're right in the way that the best time to capitalize is the rut. Right. But the funnest time to kill a deer, if you can if you kill a deer consistently in the early season, if you kill a buck in the early season like that consistently that's a skill thing, man. It it yeah. is skill. Sometimes it's luck. For some people it is luck. They're just in the right place at the right time. But if you're doing it consistently, it's not all it's not always luck. No, no. You're you're figuring something out, you know. You're you've and and you've got guys like Andre DeQuisto who loves him and Cody love hunting the early season. Uh. October. Early October is when they think is the best time to go in and kill a mature, that's documented is, too. That's that's not area.
2: That, that's what they've said. They, yeah, they say yeah, that, so it's not,
1: um, and they do it. So, consistently. I, I think there's, I think there's a uh, Bobby Worthington said something that I disagree with it, for the most part. One of the greatest podcasts we've ever done. But he said, I think his exact words were if somebody's killing big bucks consistently in early season, then they're probably doing something illegal. Yeah. Yeah. and i was like
2: eh. yeah no and he's he's just a rut hunter mm-hmm. you know and that's and that, that that's totally cool guys i know i know i mean that's kind of what we all dream of doing is chasing the rut you know um yeah. and that's kind of what we're going to be doing this fall some in the midwest just a little bit you know um but dude there's something about man early season if you can catch them coming out of the thicket and you can thump them oh it feels good man it's just or or even eat. I mean, yeah, it's just it, it's, just good. it's it feels, just good. It feels it feels. So guys, good, get man. on Southern Ground um, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and tell us what your plans are. Like, where are you going? Um, is, if, I would love to hear if anybody's going to like Alaska or something. That would like, yeah. That would be awesome. Um, but and then also rut or early season, which one? You know, which one?
1: Yeah, and, Drew, you should put a post on whenever this podcast comes out. Uh, like a poll or something. A poll. Put a, put a pole. What's put your a, favorite time to hunt? Put a poll. Early season, late season, or early season rut or late season. I just do it right now. You wanna do it right now? Do it right now. Do it right now. Um. So yeah, I think that's gonna be it. We can wrap it up with that. Make sure you check us out, like Drew said, on Facebook, Instagram at Southern Ground Hunting, on YouTube, on the tubes. Um. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, this is cool. We haven't really talked about it other than that little bitty spot. At the beginning, Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting and do it there. We've got a couple of different options that you can do there. And uh, I plan to make that a really cool benefit for people who uh, support the show. Um, I'm really using the the Walter Lee model of Patreon. He has done a really, really cool job. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> who's that that's nobody from oh, okay Florida. I didn't, uh, uh he's I didn't done know. a he's done a really good job with it i'm actually a, a patron on his show um and uh, oh that's
2: that's chase's chase's, chase's, show. chase's okay. podcast I got, you. Yeah. I got you i got you uh,
1: but um man we, we're gonna do a lot of cool giveaways uh one-on-one conversations with uh with with our patrons uh, i've got one scheduled with a guy our newest one um he's doing a hunt in kentucky and we're going to go over maps and things like that and uh, just have a good time. We've got a Marco Polo group that you can be a part of. If you sign up, you uh, you get a T-shirt, which is cool. Get a decal, which is neat. Waiting on decals right now, currently. But Got some uh, new hats. Got some new hats. Those are Which
2: we almost sold out all, all of our new ones. Yeah, we yeah. We've got some new stuff coming in.
1: we got some new hats coming in. Drew has taken it on himself. To uh, be the hat maker. The hat maker. What's a hat? There's an actual name for a hat maker, isn't there? There is. Like a cobbler makes shoes. What's a hat maker? Hold on. What is. Let's go to Google. Well, it's probably just going to be hat maker. <laughs> Google.com. What is a hat maker called? A milliner. I'm a milliner. You're a mill... Luke, uh, Luke. I almost called you Luke. Dang. That's rough. It is rough. <laughs> That's rough.
2: Hey, I will accept that. Luke, Luke's thin. Luke, <laughs> Luke's a good dude. Luke is uh, a
1: good dude. Drew is a milliner. <laughs> he is the southern ground milliner. Southern ground milliner. Um, So, Drew's making a lot of cool hats, and uh, we're going to have some new ones up for sale. Oh,
2: also, shout out to Ryan Boykin. Dude, that gator that he posted on Southern Ground Forum with that's the shirt. That's pretty cool. That's, that's awesome, man. Oh,
1: wait. Is he wearing the Southern Ground shirt Yeah, he's in wearing that?
2: the Southern Ground shirt in that. Yeah. I
1: didn't even catch that. Yeah,
2: that's the first thing I saw was that. And then Shoot. and then I saw the gator. So, congrats, dude. That's awesome, man. 12 and a half foot, 505 pounds Golly, on the gator. Man.
1: That's a big old lizard. Yeah. Dang. Gosh, it is. That's cool. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to. You know, I don't want to take advantage of our milliner's time. He's got a lot of... He's got a lot of I got to go mill some stuff. He's got a lot of milling to gotta do. Got to go milling to do. So, uh, yeah. thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com. Just pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.